Kings, this is Sharana Reeves, and you are listening to These Three Things Podcast, a podcast for women, where the conversation is about us, our relationships, and every area of our lives. This show is about unity, support, kindness, and keeping it 100% real. So we can rise up, move, we've got the victory, burn us Hey, queens, kings, and good people. I am Sharana Reeves. This is These Three Things Podcast. You know the drill. We do this every Tuesday about this time every week. I got to give a round of applause, first of all, starting out the gate to all of you who are interested in starting a podcast. Now, y'all know I'm back to using my applause button because I got this doggone mixer for some of this sound. Well, part of the reason why I got this mixer was because of the sound effects that it has on it. And I ain't really been using them sound effects. So I threw that in there just on GP because doggone it, I got it. I'm going to use it. But I really do want to give a round of applause for those of you who are super interested in starting a podcast and reached out to me to let me know that you really appreciated the episode last week. And it gave you some clear direction on where you may be in the starting your podcast part. Content, sound quality, you can't go wrong. Talking about something that people want to listen to and making sure that people can hear you, it's important. It's super important. Everything else will take care of itself because you'll be learning as you're going through the process. I started researching about podcasting in February of 2020. I did not launch my first episode until July 21 of 2020. I took about four months to really just take my time and learn what I'm doing and how to do it in an effective way. So don't be in a rush. You will have people that will try to tell you, hey, just go, just start. And if you're that type of person and that works for you, then by all means do that. But if you're like me, you want to make sure that you know what you're talking about and you know what you're doing and that you're doing it in a way that above anything else meets your standard then take your time and learn and grow and get all the information that you need. So when you jump out here in this platform, you are ready and you feel good about what you're doing. Don't let anybody rush you. Take your time. Do it right. You can do it, baby. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, y'all know the song. Okay. So I want to just let y'all know before I start today's episode, I get to do this episode with somebody that I really, really like. And you'll hear more about how she and I know each other once we get off into the episode. But this episode changed me, y'all. It changed me. And I want to tell you how it changed me. First of all, I had never heard prior to being exposed to PMDD, I had never heard of this disorder. But after I began to do my research for this interview, I wanted to make sure that I understood the dynamics of this disorder before I did the interview because I wanted to ask the appropriate questions. And obviously, anytime you're interviewing someone, you want to make sure that you've done your due diligence on researching that person or the thing that you're going to be talking about in the episode. What I learned, first of all, is that I have not been very empathetic to other women who could have possibly been experiencing PMDD. And once we get off into the episode, you'll understand broader what I'm talking about. But just at the base level, we tend to put this label on anybody who 
maybe on their period, who's experiencing emotional stress, mental stress, anxiety, paranoia, lack of energy. We tend to just say, oh, they're PMSing or they don't know how to toughen up and push past their period. And I too struggle during my cycle sometimes with intense cramping. And I've always just powered through. And because I've been able to power through that, I have put that on other women that, oh, she should just be able to power through. Oh, well, take some Midol or, oh, take some Tylenol. I've always just dismissed it over the years because I've powered through. And let me just say this, never have I experienced leading up to my period or during my period an ounce of what women who suffer with PMDD feel. Sometimes as women, when we can't relate to something or something isn't our personal experience, we don't know, we can't relate. We just, we just dismiss it as this thing. And it's so funny because men do this to us all the time and it pisses us off when men do it to us, but yet we do it to each other too. And it made me step back and take a look at myself. It made me change how I will move forward in my life when I see women who are struggling prior to their cycle or during their cycle. PMDD has made me look at things completely different. And also, too, it made me realize I know women who have probably suffered with this, that never knew there was a name for it, that thought something was wrong with them, that thought that they were crazy, that just really had no idea that this was a disorder that they were suffering through. And so... I'm excited to shed light. One of the things I said in last week's episode about podcasting, part of your content should be about sharing with your listeners something new. And this was something new for me. It may be something new for many of you who will listen to this episode, but it will open your eyes and you will probably either yourself know that this disorder may have affected you or know someone that this disorder has affected in a traumatic way. So let's go ahead and get into the episode and talk about PMDD, premenstrual dysphoric disorder with Sharana Reeves and Mally Kiana on These Three Things Podcast. Enjoy. For almost a century, Scarrett Bennett Center's historic Gothic campus has been a choice location for dream weddings in Nashville. Consistently rated one of Music City's best places to get married by The Knot, Wedding Wire, and Toast of Nashville, Scarrett Bennett Center offers three timeless venues for your wedding, a 20-person elopement chapel, a 300-person wedding chapel, and a breathtaking garden. From rehearsal to reception, Scarrett Bennett Center is ready to help you create the intimate, historic wedding of your dreams. Visit our website at scarrettbennett.org forward slash weddings for more information. Hey, queens, kings, and good people. It's your girl, Sharana Reeves, and I'm so excited to be having this conversation today on These Three Things podcast. With September being Suicide Prevention Month, I wanted to talk about an issue that many women face in silence, a disorder known as PMDD, premenstrual dysphoric disorder. And I'm excited to share this disorder with my listeners today, but I'm also excited that I get to share it with someone that I consider a friend. If you listen to these three things podcast, you know that I always like to talk about how I know the people that I do podcast episodes with. And uh, the person that I'm about to introduce to you is very near and dear to my heart. Many of you who have been listening to the show know that I spent 
20 years in women's basketball coaching. And my guest is someone that I met through the recruiting process. A lot of people think that in the recruiting process, when you meet families and build relationships with families, that if that kid doesn't come and play for you, then those relationships are severed. And in some cases that can be the case, but then there are times where you meet people that just stay with you. They become family, whether their child plays for you or not, they just become family. You just connect on a deeper level beyond the recruiting process. And so I'm going to share with you someone who is near and dear to me, and she is very passionate about uh, PMDD and wants to really just discuss and share with women today and make you guys aware of this disorder. My good friend, Molly Kiana, Black Mental Health Awareness Advocate. Molly, welcome to the show. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, Enjoying our time and... um, very excited to be here. Thank you. I wanted to share with the listeners how you and I know each other through the, recru- through the recruiting process because, uh, first of all, Mally and I are both Libras. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> We're both That's Libras. Right. And, you know, and I don't want to put words in your mouth. I mean, you can mm-hmm. say it from your point of view, but I always felt like even from the gate. Yes. Uh, we just had a connection. We just, you know, rarely did we even talk about your daughter. I mean, really. Uh, no. Exactly. <laughs> Go ahead. Exactly. Yes, I agree. Um, I'm funny about people. You know, I meet a lot of mm-hmm. people. I talk to a lot of people, but there are only some that I feel immediately a connection. And you were one of those. Yeah. Um, and after, you know, all the fact, like you said, a lot of our conversation was, you know, just about everyday life. Right. And, you know, I felt... Um, connected to you and I felt comfortable talking to you about different things and um it's just been like that since the beginning and so um I just appreciate our friendship and I've always said to people that recruiting was more than just um the game right it you know builds relationships or it don't and so we're here yeah here we are, years and later. It's been years later. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. It is that crazy. it's been years later. What eighteen? Three years. Yeah, three, three years or more. Years, yeah, three or four years later. Yeah. Yes, and so um, we've stayed connected, and I appreciate our friendship. Yeah, I do too. Well, let's jump into this because I know you're super passionate about it. And I think, like I said, with September being Suicide Prevention Month, I think this is a perfect time to share with my audience about PMDD. So first, Molly, can you tell my listeners what is PMDD? So PMDD, premenstrual dysphoric disorder, is considered a syndrome. Okay. That is affected by your hormones. Well, not necessarily your hormone, but when your body is adjusting to your hormones, how your body is affected. And usually PMDD shows up about two weeks prior to your period or your cycle starting, um, which is considered the luteal phase. The luteal phase is when you're ovulating and your body is preparing for pregnancy. And with people with PMDD, what happens is the level of serotonin, which is a chemical in your brain that affects how you feel, your emotions, the way you sleep, the way you eat, those things is affected 
and it allows your body to react to that. So your serotonin levels drop severely when you're ovulating. Outside of the 20% of women that are affected Mm -hmm. can deal with that mentally and emotionally. They may have some symptoms of what they call PMS, but it doesn't affect your everyday life. Whereas premenstrual dysphoric disorder can shut you down for two weeks. And basically, um, if you're not, if it's not being treated or if it's not known, then it can cause a lot of effects with friendships and family. So that is the disorder um, that is considered a um, endocrine disorder that affects you mentally. Okay. Now with this with with PMDD being not something that uh, many women may have heard a lot about, how did this become a passion for you? Like, what about PMDD drew you to it and made you want to make other women aware of it? Well, um, I've been studying in the field of psychology, um, not working, but I actually went to school for psychology mm-hmm. later in life. I've seen it across the board with multiple family members and I wanted to know what this cause was and I wanted to jump on the front end of uh, raising awareness Mm -hmm. and helping, you know, to bring about some type of resolution because I didn't realize it, but one of the family members that um, it affected was someone that I grew up with and, you know, a lot of times we would see different behaviors or reactions Mm -hmm. and not understand what was going on because it can kind of strain sometimes relationships. Um, That family member got diagnosed later in, in uh, her adult life. And um, so we began to really look at it and talk about it. And it started making more sense about things that happened from when she was younger. You know, I'm very interested and always been fascinated about how the mind works. And um, I just wanted to to jump into it because I hadn't heard about it. Yeah. So having had experienced it with someone in your family made you become aware of it and then understanding it made you realize, hey, this is something that a lot of women need to know and understand yes. and be aware of. Okay, so what are the symptoms of PMDD? Yes, there's physical symptoms and then there's mental symptoms um, alike. Okay. Um, and gastrial symptoms, actually. But the, the physical symptoms are like the cramping, the bloating, nausea, the pelvic heaviness, backache, those type of things that, you know, we sometimes see in PMS. The psychological symptoms um, are like irritability. Sometimes it can present nervousness, um, lack of control um, in the way you respond, agitation, anger, uh, insomnia. Sometimes it has a difficulty in concentrating, Um, fatigue, anxiety, confusion. You may feel like crying and you don't understand why you're crying, having crying spells. You may have trouble sleeping. 
and you may be very moody. Um, those are some of the psychological things. There has even been some neurological things that has been seen, like the headaches, dizziness, fainting, numbness in your legs, heart palpitations, muscle spasms. That's majority of, you know, the symptoms uh, as a whole. And if you can imagine. Wow, that's a lot. <laughs> and usually how it's, how it's being diagnosed is that you have 11 of those symptoms during that time. Okay. It could be the physical mixed with the psychological yeah. and so, the neurological. So when you're being diagnosed, if you have a, at least 11 of those symptoms while you're in that stage, mm -hmm. that's how you begin to be diagnosed with PMD. Yes. Okay. Correct. And so um, that's a big thing that people miss because when you're thinking about your physical symptoms, you're not really combining them with how you actually feel. So if you're cramping and you may have acne because that's some of the things like, you know, or different things that's going on with mm -hmm. you, you don't look at them as a whole. You just look at them as, oh, I'm about to start my cycle and, you know, I'm bloated and I got a headache and, you know, I have acne. But then you don't realize you've been crying all day and you might feel depressed and you don't have no energy to get out of the bed or you may feel anxious or you may feel like everybody is picking on you or <laughs> something of that sort. And you don't realize that you're having all of this at one time. At one time. Yeah. Yeah. When I knew that we were going to talk about it, um, I started to look at all of the different links that you share with me to just learn more about it because I had not really known of PMDD, you know, because most of the time all we hear is of PMS and yes. PMS is the polar opposite of PMDD. Yes. And so I wanted to look it up and understand it and correct me if I'm wrong, but it seemed to me that when you're in the, what did you call it? The luteal, what is it? Luteal. Luteal. When mm -hmm. you're in the luteal stage, your emotions are really real to you and how your feeling is really real and they're really raw in the moment. But from everything that I studied from it, it's almost like when you're out of that phase and your period starts, it's almost like you don't, you're so separate from those emotions. You don't yes. feel anything like that. Is that true? That is true. Okay. Talk about that because that's what really was very interesting to me about it is that listening to the women talk who have it shared about how, to the depths of low, low and depression that they felt while they were in that stage. Yes. But then once their period started, it was as if, you know, life was good again. Everything yes. was normal. Yes. It's almost the opposite of how, you know, they talk about PMS and when we're going through it, right. When we're actually starting our cycle, that's the bad time. Whereas with PMDD, it's two weeks prior and that's where the biggest difference is, is it's almost like once that egg drops, your body goes back to normal. And it's almost like you don't even recognize who you were in that period prior. So a lot of people um, that go through this, that realize now that they're going through it, they understand that. Whereas people who have no idea of what PMDD is, mm -hmm. they just probably feel like what is wrong with me? And why did I feel this horrible? And now that I'm on my cycle, I feel better. And that's the difference because a lot of times people can 
identified as either bipolar or depression or something other than that. But if your body feels different from the time that that egg drops and your cycle begins, that lets you know that that's probably PMDD. It's probably PMDD. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot. So when you break it down that way, you can understand how in the beginning when you said that it ruins relationships, it can ruin relationships and people mm-hmm. cannot clearly understand why you're being there. Because if you think of a husband who may be dealing with that on a regular basis, yes. but then all of a sudden his wife is back happy and calm again and she feels okay. Right. The torment that he may be going through during that phase where she's maybe manic or depressed or having anxiety or feeling yes. away he may not can be able to understand how all of a sudden that can at the drop of a hat you feel better now yes you feel back normal to yourself again so i could totally see how relationships could be strained as yes. a result of that especially if people aren't willing to find out what's going on with them first mm. because that's the first thing you have to be able to know this is what's going on with me and then when you get into relationships, you have to be able to explain to people, this is what's going on. And this is what happens. It's, you know, <laughs> it's, it's not funny, but when I think about it, it's almost like the Incredible Hulk. Yeah. It's like you turn into this person and then you're back. And um, I wanted to bring awareness about it because I feel like it's not talked about enough Mm -hmm. especially in the states a lot of the seminars and different things that I have attended Mm -hmm. have been mostly with people from the UK they are seem like they're a little further advanced in In speaking about Mm -hmm. it yes because I've learned a lot of things through um, IMPMDD mm-hmm. and different um, different people you know there was a woman that is going for her PhD black young young lady mm-hmm. who experiences PMDD and she really advocates and talks about it and I've had uh, conversations with her um, there's a lot but there's not enough I feel like there's a lot of women that don't know why they're feeling that way because when they go to the doctor the doctor is just giving them the regular spill of, you know, oh, it's just your 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 menstrual and not really looking deeper into things. For my relative being diagnosed in her 40s, that's a long time to be suffering. And I thank God that she realizes and was able to put a name to what she was going through. And what it does is just helped me to really want to understand it and help her and, it, and everyone else. Is PMDD something that could run in your family? Yes. And from the different studies is that usually if um, you have a parent or someone else in your family um, that has either depression or um, postpartum depression mm-hmm. um, or anything that, that they've seen that kind of connects to some type of uh, hormonal imbalance. Mm-hmm. Um, that's who they said it usually is seen to have more of the, the symptoms. Okay. Do you feel like in America possibly PMDD has been diagnosed more in just mental illness, bipolar, 
uh, or just basic PMS? Do you feel like here in America, we're still just basically diagnosing this as uh, other things yes. without understanding deeper into talk about that a little bit? Yes. Well, in the diagnosing of PMDD, the reason it has been misdiagnosed is because usually when someone goes to the doctor, they're already feeling bad and you're giving the doctor the symptoms and different things that you're going through, but they're not doing the study. Like, are you feeling this way every day of every month? And, you know, we don't go to the doctor until we're feeling some a certain way. Right. And so like they're diagnosing it as either depression or clinical depression or those things, especially if you're going to just your primary doctor. If you're if you go after you're feeling better mm-hmm. and you explain that, that's when I feel like they're picking up. OK, this is something that's, you know, what's affecting the way that you feel today from right. when you when you was feeling so bad. Right. Um, what's known in diagnosing it is actually keeping a diary over several months, mm-hmm. you know, from the time of your cycle, like what you're eating, what you've done, you know, if it's not something that is actually, um, that you can put your finger on that's affecting you to feel this way, mm-hmm. you know, cause a lot of times when we feel bad, it's brought on by a situation of some sort. Right. If you just feel bad and you can't explain why, and then it just goes away that's letting you know that, okay, something is affecting the way that I feel. What is it? Yeah. And so that diary over several months is what helps you to recognize, oh man, you know, yeah, two weeks prior to my my cycle, I felt horrible. Mm -hmm. Sometimes doctors don't dig deep deep, deep enough Mm -hmm. when they're asking the questions because People that are not in the medical field, they don't really know how to explain, you know, well, I was feeling good for two weeks and now I feel bad. You know, they just go and say, this is how I feel. And so immediately they either want to send you to a psychiatrist or a psychologist. Mm -hmm. Um, Thankfully, you know, the doctors that that we've seen, um, you know, for for some of my family members, was able to recognize, okay, let's keep a diary. Let's see what's going on Mm -hmm. before really prescribing anything. And that's how um, the diagnosis was basically done. Okay. So I know too, in our conversation, I know we went to dinner last night and we were just talking a little bit more about just PMDD and black women in general. And this was something that I really wanted to share with my listening audience because Black women usually are misdiagnosed more than anybody when it comes to PMDD. And I want you to share with my audience why that tends to be for us. Well, of course, I'm no doctor, but I am a black woman. (laughs) Indeed. And I pay attention to a lot of things that go on. And I would like to start with not just PMDD, but I feel like um, a lot of things that we experience, you know, even going through the, the birthing, uh, rates of women, black women dying during, uh, childbirth, yep. um, after childbirth, um, 
just a lot of different things and just the studies. I mean, the numbers don't lie. Mm -hmm. The numbers show that we have a lot more issues when it comes to our health. Yeah. And it starts with diagnosing or not diagnosing. So, so um, do you feel like that we're not taken seriously or our issues or concerns or our symptoms aren't taken as seriously because we deal with the whole strong woman syndrome? Yes. And that's sad to say, and I could be wrong, but I feel like I'm not. I don't know if people think that, you know, oh, you strong, you strong black woman and you, you can deal with these things. Um, and then if we don't, we're weak. That is a stigma mm-hmm. across the board. Yeah. Well, statistics don't lie. I mean, you mentioned when you were talking about how medically there's been documentation that shows that yes. black women who go into the hospital for the same exact symptoms as white women are treated very differently in how they are approached. A yeah. black woman may be sent home and told that she's okay, while a white woman may receive medical attention for what she's dealing with. Mm-hmm. We talk about what's happening right now in the country with childbirth and black yes. women. At alarming rates, black yeah. women are dying yes. in childbirth. I could see how PMDD would definitely be misdiagnosed with us. Yes. You are listening to These Three Things Podcast with Sharana Reeves and Mally Kiana. And we're talking about PMD. D. We'll be right back. If you'd like to learn more about this episode and my guest, go to my website, these3-things.com. Go to the podcast page and click on this episode. Hey, Queens. Thanks for listening to These Three Things Podcast. If you enjoy what you're hearing today, I encourage you to go to whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on and leave a review and tell me what you loved about this episode. You know, as we said in the beginning, you know, September is uh, Suicide Prevention Month. And with PMDD, I know that suicide is one of the symptoms. Suicidal thoughts are one of the symptoms connected with PMDD. But obviously the thoughts of suicide are there, but what are the numbers as far as PMDD and suicide? It's about 30% of people that experience PMDD have a suicidal thought at some period, if not every month. Wow. And then actual suicide attempts or or suicides, what would be the numbers there? Were were lower. Um, It was more like one in 20. Okay. That actually went through with it um and that's just a small study i'm i'm not for sure about the complete broad mm-hmm. but just the thought because once you've had that thought you know that's that's too much especially when you don't even know why you don't want to be here right what can what can be done to help this because i know we you know, for any woman who's listening who thinks, okay, I may have like some, you know, this sounds familiar or I know someone who's experiencing this. What can be done? Just in the research from the information that you gave me, the women seem relieved, Mally, to just have a diagnosis yes. in general, just yes. to find out, like you said, that there's not something wrong with me. Like this is a real thing. Like this is a real disorder, a real illness. Mm-hmm. They felt relieved just to have that. Yes. And then to know that there are things that can be done to help me each month to manage these emotions. So can you share like, what are some of those things? Talk mm-hmm. a little bit about that. Well, of course, it's always the first step is 
the diagnosis. Yeah. So you definitely, um, if you're feeling like this every month and you can't put your finger on why, you definitely need to go and see a doctor. They have um, SSRIs, which is like a serotonin level that kind of helps balance as your serotonin levels during the month. So that way it doesn't drop to your body being affected as much. Um, there's a lot of things like stress management therapy, cognitive therapy. Yeah. Um, it's something that I feel is most necessary because it helps you to learn how to deal with how you feel. Mm -hmm. So you have to learn how to talk to yourself. So that's, that's, um, a couple of things besides the medicine, because I, you always have to couple those two if you're going to take medicine, but there are also natural things that our body just needs. Exercise is one of the biggest things because exercise releases endorphins that changes our moods. They also use um, birth control pills. Okay. Some that don't have the hormone in it, but it actually can um, stop your, your cycle mm. because if you're not ovulating, it's not affecting your, your uh, luteal phase. Okay. Um, but the biggest thing is a full hysterectomy, removing your ovaries and your uterus, which is very uncommon, especially if you um, start going through this or it's affecting you at a younger age. It's very hard for any doctor to ever agree to do that. But that is to the severity of treatment. I mean, listening to you say all of that is comforting to know that there are things that you can do once you, like you said, main thing, diagnosed. Yes. So you know what you're dealing with and then having things that you can do, like you said, from exercise. Because, I mean, rightfully so, if you're dealing with this as a young person, as a teenager or in your 20s and you haven't had children yet or, you or you're not at the point in your life where you're ready to have a full hysterectomy, there's got to be something for you. Right to help you, you know, deal with this monthly. Okay, so you've been diagnosed with PMDD. You have now been given the necessary help, be it through medication or therapy or whatever your doctor has prescribed. What have you found to be some of the misconceptions that other people have about PMDD? Some of the misconceptions I feel about PMD is that you have to stop life. You can't work. You can't do the things that you would normally do. And I know that it feels bad when you're in it. But what actually makes it better is that you get up and you move. Um, if it's something that you love to do, um, but right now you're feeling like, you don't want to do it, get up anyway. And that's the awareness that you have to bring about in your mind is that I feel bad today. But if you get up and move, it's going to make things better. You can't just lay in it and stay in it. And I think that people see that you're having a hard time and they feel like, oh, well, let me leave them alone or let me allow them to stay because, you know, it's almost like 
crippling where they can't continue to do their regular lively things, but they can. You just have to be aware. You have to still hold people accountable for the things that they need to do. People that are going through it, you have to give yourself some grace. You can take some time, but don't stay there. You have to keep moving. So what I'm hearing you say is, and I think this is twofold, I think what you just said is really powerful because you just basically told those who love someone who is going through PMDD how to help them. Basically helping them do more of what they love can help them manage when they're in the luteal phase. Yes. So for those of you who are listening who uh, have someone in your life that you believe may have PMDD that hasn't been diagnosed, but just listening to this episode, you hear it. Or for those of you who are aware of PMDD and want to know better how to help the person in your life that is suffering with it, helping them get up and do more of what they love and the things that make them happy is a good way to help them manage and process when they're in their luteal phase. And for those who are actually dealing with it in that, cut yourself some grace in that moment in time. You know, you still go out and do those things that you love as well, even when you may not feel like it, because it will help you once you get out there and you get in it and whatever that thing is that you may love. If it's like going out and gardening Get out in the sun, get your hands in the dirt and go garden because it will help you mentally and emotionally manage. You give them some grace. You give yourself some patience if you know, if Mm -hmm. you can, and you work through it because that's what you do with people you love. So Molly, this is my last question for you. Any of my listeners who are listening to this episode and have heard their symptoms described by you or know someone in their family who during their cycle or leading up to their cycle are just almost unbearable to live with. And they don't know why. And they've just been living with that thinking this person is just suffering from terrible PMS, not knowing that there could be more to it. What is the first thing that they should do? Like what is, you know, if it's, if it's me directly, let's just say I'm listening to this and I hear you talking and I'm like, oh my gosh, I have felt like this for years. And I just thought, you know, gosh, my PMS is terrible. And you've, and I've gone to the doctor and the doctor has, you know, given me uh, evening rose palm or whatever that stuff is. Yes. Primrose. primrose. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and, told- and that's actually something that can help yeah but yeah yeah but that's all the only thing that they've given me you yeah. know and not really or, or whatever they've given me hasn't helped right. me but I'm hearing you and I'm like okay that's me mm-hmm. what would be my first step what would you recommend to be the first step for a person who's listening to this and and can identify with what you're saying first of all you need to tell yourself this is not a life detriment that is going to stop you from living a full life because you can That's the first thing I need you to do is to tell yourself that. So that's the first thing. Secondly, a lot of times we don't want to uh, diagnose ourselves when we go to the doctor. But at this point, you need to. And I say that because you need to go to your doctor and say, this is how I feel weeks before my, my cycle. And this is what I've been reading about. Can we test this? You have to take control of what's going on with you. Because a lot of us always just say, oh, well, I'm not the doctor. I'm not the medical, you know, person. 
So I don't know what's going on with me, but you do because you know how you feel. So you need to bring it up and ask. There's a, an app out, okay, a PMDD app that allows you to um, put when your, your cycle starts and it'll, it'll take you through the month and it'll let you know when, how you're feeling and, you know, when you're going through that phase. So you just kind of just have to track things. Um, when you're planning, you have to remember to try to plan, you know, things that's not going to bring up too much of a stressor mm. during these certain times. You definitely need to do therapy. Therapy is very important because it just teaches you how to navigate through the way you feel. I think a lot of times people don't know how to deal with things because they're in the emotion. Mm -hmm. But if you consciously pay attention to how you feel, you'll know like, okay, I don't feel right today. So let me see what I need to do. Mm -hmm. You have to take hold of those things. You have to be present in your own life and you have to take those things and you have to work it. It's a plan. And basically that's what it is unless you actually go through those um, drastic steps of, you know, stopping your periods or having your ovaries removed with your uterus. But you have to really pay attention to everything that you're feeling during that time, physical and emotional. Yeah, I think something that you said will be really powerful for women to do if you're listening to this and you feel like that you may be suffering from PMDD, start journaling. Yes. Start journaling now and just yes. check, go for maybe three months yes. and just check and see when it starts for you, when you have all of these emotions mm-hmm. and when they stop for you. Yes. Yeah. That's a big, that's a big deal. And you have to write it all down because no one's reading it but you. I, I love the fact that you're an advocate you know, for mental health awareness, Mali, because in essence, as women, we have to be advocate advocates for ourselves. Yes, we do. Yeah, we have to advocate for our own health Yes, and stay on top of it. And so um, I love all the gems that you have shared uh, with my listeners. Well, I thank you for allowing me to share them because I think it's very important that we are self-aware. And then when we are, we share. That's it. Yes. That's it for this episode with Mally Kiana on PMDD, premenstrual dysphoric disorder. We'll be right back with these three things. Do you need to get a handle on your stress? Need to get better control of your emotions? Join the 19,000 plus students who have taken Dr. Patricia Thompson's 21 day crash course in emotional intelligence. You'll learn practical techniques that will help you to manage your emotions, improve your relationships, and get ahead in your career, all in the comfort of your own home. Learn more at her website, silverliningpsychology.com, on the self-study page. Again, that's silverliningpsychology.com. Hey, this is Sharana Reeves. I'm back with Mally Kiana, and it is time for these three things. Number one, advocate for you. Hey, queens, we love a good cause, don't we? 
We love to support our favorite team, our church, our families, and we love to advocate for organizations that stand for what we believe. And I'm here for all of that. I too have those. As women, we tend to focus on taking care of everyone we love and care about. Unfortunately, we tend to forget the most important person, ourselves. As daughters, sisters, wives, and mothers, the list of people who may count on us can feel endless. And if you're like me, you want to give your best to every one of them. But queen, if you aren't taking time to support you, to take the rest that you need, to keep your spirit man, well, your spirit girl built up, or to be an advocate for your own mental and physical health, you won't be able to be the best for anyone, at least not for long. You are important. As a matter of fact, you are more important than anyone on the list who may need you. You need you. Putting yourself last is not honorable. It's negligence. If the thought of neglecting those you love sounds unimaginable, then sis, don't neglect you. You are a great daughter, sister, wife, mother, and girl. I know you knock out the park all that's on your plate to do. But in all your care and support for others, keep that same energy and advocate for you. Number Two, free grace. In the intro of this episode, I share that in learning about PMDD, I realized many times I was insensitive to how other women felt during their periods. If I'm being honest, as a former athlete who just pushed through pain, discomfort, and in some cases injury, those who couldn't do the same in my mind were labeled as weak. I'm sure that many of my classmates felt the same about me when it came to statistics. (laughs) I definitely was the weak link in that class. My point is this. We all have strengths and weaknesses. We all have struggles and successes. We all have our own peaks and valleys, and many times we are all dealing with them on our own. Every morning when we wake up, mercy and grace are granted to us freely. We didn't have to do anything to receive it, but wake up. If the source of this universe gives us grace freely with each sunrise, why do we find it so hard to do the same? From race relations to mental health to politics to police brutality to pandemics, there's a lot out here we all face. Queens, as we move through our daily lives, Let's not forget to share and grant the same free grace. Number three, support a cause. My friend Mally loves to support others. Since I have known her, she has always been passionate about supporting causes that help people. In the wake of the year 2020, the year we all barely survived, While in quarantine, there was so much happening in the world that I felt support was needed in so many places. I landed on an organization called Until Freedom and have supported them through my podcast t-shirt sales. Your pod assignment for this week 
is to find a cause that helps and supports what you are passionate about. Become an advocate for that organization and help them help others. I'm positive, Queen. Those you choose to help and support appreciate you more than you'll ever know. That's it for this episode of These Three Things with my good friend, Mally Kiana, and our great conversation on PMDD. I hope you've learned a lot from this episode. I definitely did. I'll see you next Tuesday with a new episode of These Three Things.